Blog Talk Radio. the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, March 4th, 2013. This March marks the five-year anniversary for Plus Model Radio. So I'm give myself a, a clap. That's a big accomplishment. Thanks to all of the faithful listeners who support the show that not only help to make this show the number one podcast for the plus-size community, but also a top show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. And if you haven't already, check out the top five moments of five years of Plus Model Radio in this month's issue of Plus Model Magazine on page 169, and look out for a special anniversary show uh, this month, and make sure you like Plus Model Radio on Facebook and Twitter. Los Angeles saved the date posh fashion experience March 17th at the LAX Embassy Suites during L.A. Fashion Week is a one-day event that includes a panel discussion, a fashion show, and pop-up shops. Admission is absolutely free to attend. All you have to do is RSVP, and to RSVP, visit the website at poshlafw.com. Now, today on the show, we have Marcy Gravera, designer Terry Sim, and up first is Alicia Bajardo. With over 10 years of experience as a licensed cosmetologist, Alicia Bajardo has always loved using her creativity to transform all types of hair into amazing hairstyles. In her early years coming up in North Jersey, she started her career in one of the top salons in her area and later transitioned into the fashion industry. Working everywhere from New York to Los Angeles, her work has been featured on TV, runways, and magazines nationally and internationally. From Latina Magazine, Beautiful Magazine in the U.K., to her many covers and editorial spreads in Plus Model Magazine, Alicia is is stalking her claim as one of the top and most sought-after hairstylists in the industry and is using her talents to help and inspire everyday women to try different hairstyles with her video blog, Fab Hair for All. In her videos, she encourages and teaches women 
to obtain popular hairstyles and trends, and she loves working hard. She's outgoing, and she loves to sing and dance while she's working. She's a lot of fun. Let's welcome Alicia to Hey, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Now, am I pronouncing your name right? Because you, you gave me the phonetic spelling. <laughs> yes, you are. You did a great job. Okay, so I, I have been pronouncing it wrong all the other times because I was saying Alicia. Well, I get it but all the time. I'm used to it, so I don't often correct people, so I'm trying to get into the habit of correcting people now. Right, yeah, we want to say your name correctly. So on Facebook, I saw that you were a plus model as well. So is that how you initially got involved in the plus-size community? Uh, Well, yes. I've been working with various plus model people, and, you know, I ran into a tweet. This is a crazy story. I ran into a tweet from Maddie, the editor-in-chief of Plus Model Magazine, and she was saying how she was stressed out, looking for a hairstylist. And as you mentioned, I've been doing hair for over 10 years. I started out in high school. But not a lot of people knew that about me. They just knew me as a plus-size model. So I saw the tweet, and I said, let me use this as an opportunity to let her know that I'm a hairstylist and I'm available. And I showed her some of my work, and she liked it, called me in to work on that shoot, and they loved my work, my work ethic, and I've been working with them ever since. So it was great to not only be a curvy woman in this industry and to be linking with the top magazine representing plus models and plus women. So have you put plus modeling on the back burner and focusing now mainly on hair? Well, it's difficult. You know, um, when you have several passions and when God's put a lot of different things in you, you struggle on what to focus on. So mm-hmm. plus modeling is, is something that kind of came to me out of nowhere. People are like, you're tall, you know, you're plus size, get into this. And one opportunity led to another. Um, so it's something that I am passionate about. But I did find that my hair career had been taken over, you know, and it's been taking a lot of my time. And so so I kind of believe in um, following the path that, you know, is ahead of you and what opportunities are presenting themselves. So that's kind of, right. it's been right. pulling me in that direction. So you do a lot of work with uh, Plus Model Magazine. So do you basically do all of the hair for all of the photo shoots? Like, are you the main hair person with the magazine? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say I'm the main person, um, but I do do a lot of the shoots. um, And I've just been blessed to have that opportunity. I mean, the team is amazing. I love what they're doing for the industry and for fashion overall. They're showing that no matter your size, no matter what you look like, you can go out there and look beautiful and be confident and just be happy with who you are. And that's the type of person I've always been. I've never prior to this big uprising of the plus size community I never really considered myself plus size I just didn't know what to call it I was just me you know and it it it's a blessing that we have this now and young girls have this to look forward to so I'm glad that they use me as much as they use me I want to keep working with them because I feel like it's my way to inspire other young girls and other women to embrace who they are love themselves don't be afraid to try something and so I would 
I really am so happy and blessed to have the opportunity, and I'm glad that Maddie comes to me as much as she does for a hairstylist. Totally. And what are some of the more memorable covers and editorials um, that you did with the magazine that we would, you know, remember right off the bat? Wow. Well, I would have to say, of course, um, the nude issue that was recent and amazing, and um, that sticks out in people's mind. It got a lot of coverage because, once again, seeing women that are confident in their bodies, no matter of their shape and size, it was an amazing opportunity to work with the models. I did the hair for the cover on Ivory, um, and that was a great opportunity. My work was also featured on their reality show, Curvy Girls, on Nouveau TV, and I talked about the styling. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, And I love working with models like Fluvia and Chastity and just models that are passionate about what they're doing, you know. They're, mm-hmm. You see it on set. Like, it's inspiring to me. I see them mm-hmm. working, and they're going hard, and they're taking this serious. They're not just showing up like, I'm fabulous, shoot me. They're showing up right. like, what can I do to make this an amazing shoot, to make this the best, to get some shine and some light on this industry because we need it, we deserve it, we're putting in that work. And in my personal opinion, I feel like sometimes we put in more work than other industries do. You know, so I just love the opportunities that have presented themselves to work with this industry. So there's a lot of aspiring plus models that listen to this show. What are some tips that you can give them about photo shoot hair? Ooh, this comes at a great time because I was just talking to a friend about this. My first big thing is come to set with clean hair. You would be surprised how many women show up with hair old, with hairspray, dandruff, just matted up, whether it's a weave, whether it's your own hair, whether it's clippings. Don't come to set with some old, dirty hair because what am I supposed to do with that? I, I can't give you my best, you know, if you haven't given me your best to work with. So that's so what is it like the dirty hair won't. Uh, curl the same, won't lay the same, is that the reason right. behind it? Right, exactly. It does not hold the curl as well. It's it's just not the best thing for me to work with. You okay. know, come with everything you need for your hair to look the best it can be. Now, if you know that you need clip-ins because you want it to be a certain length, Come with proper clippings. Don't come with your clippings all tangled up in one little ball and expect me to comb them out and detangle them and have to oil sheen them down so they don't look, you know, like tumbleweave off the sidewalk. And, um, you know, it's just you can tell when a model took the night before to get herself together, get herself together, get her model back together, and, you know, get her hair together. You can tell. Um, So that's a pet peeve. Another thing is know what you want. If you're testing and you're an up-and-coming model, know what you want, know what you need for your portfolio, for your image, for your look. Don't expect me to just give you something because I can give you something, but it may not be what you need for your book. Mm. So if you're coming to me. Do you like when they come with pictures? That's that's always great. I said that prior to working in the industry as a hairstylist in a salon. 
sometimes you may be describing to me a bob haircut and you really want layers or you're telling me you want bangs but you really want a trim you know so if you show me a picture you and I both see it you and I both know what it is you want whereas when people describe stuff as a professional I may know it to be one thing and as someone that's not a professional they might know it to be another so tears are always great So you have, you know, a lot of knowledge about hair and especially with photo shoots. So you started this great video blog called Fab Hair for All. Now tell me about this blog you started. Well, this blog, Fab Hair for All, is something that I'm so happy to be doing. It's my opportunity to directly connect with all women, everyday women from all walks of life, and let them know, one, like I said earlier, embrace who you are. Embrace your hair, whether it's short or long, what it, curly, straight, you know, whatever texture. Embrace it and don't be afraid to play with it. Try something new. You would be surprised how many women are set in their hair ways. And as a woman, I'm sure you can relate that your hair is important to you. It's a reflection of, you know, who you are. It's a reflection of how you want the world to see you. And most women are scared to go outside of their norm. And I so want fab hair for all is not just for models and industry people. It's for everybody. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. I want everybody to embrace it. And one thing I always say in my videos is play with it. Get out there, try something new. If you're going to the grocery store, try a little something. It's not like you're going to work with it. You know, you can try something different, see the response you get, see how it makes you feel when you walk out the door, and then you can take it, switch it up a little bit, go back to what you know, whatever. But don't be afraid to play with it. I want everybody to have fab hair because fab hair is for all. So I saw on Facebook or Twitter that you had a big announcement that you were going to make today on the show. So what is this big announcement? Well, Shanice, I'm very excited about my blog. Like I said, it's something I've been passionate about, reaching out to women, and I love giving back. I don't know if you're a sports girl, but I am. The month of March is considered March Madness. So I wanted to do something a little crazy. I want to do a giveaway to my fans, to followers, to women who want to try something new, and to people that have been supporting me and my video blog. So I'm going to be doing a contest this month, and the first place winner will receive a shirt and a tote full of hair and beauty products. From wow. me, that's the first place winner. And the second place winner will receive a shirt and a tote. On the shirt, it will have, like I said, play with it. That's one of my logos and taglines that I'm always influencing women to do. And it will also say fab hair for all. And like I said, it will have some great hair and beauty products in the tote for the first place winner. So how do you enter this contest? So in order to enter the contest, it's really simple. You know, we're all wrapped up in social media nowadays, so I want you to keep abreast on what I'm doing, on the tips I'm giving out. So follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alicia Fajardo 6 and like my Fab Hair for All page on Facebook. While doing so, you'll see my various posts about the contest, and you'll be able to enter You also need to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which once again is youtube.com slash fabhairforall. So I'll be putting up a post very, very soon. I wanted to give you the exclusive 
on yeah. the contest. So all your listeners are getting a heads up on everyone else. So you're getting an exclusive. But I'll be putting up this post in the next coming days that will have the contest and its rules as well as the products that you'll be winning. Well, that's exciting. Everybody likes free stuff, so... And all you have to do is tweet or Facebook, so that's, that sounds like a pretty good contest. Yes, it is an amazing so, contest. If anybody is interested in uh, booking you uh, for their personal photo shoots and tests, how would they go by, about doing so? You can reach out to me uh, on my email, which is aliciaf6 at gmail.com, and you can reach me, comes directly to my phone, and I'm able to be contacted for any bookings. Now, I know besides being a fab hairstylist, you are also an aspiring actress because you actually spent a little time in Los Angeles, and you got to do my hair out here so I can I can have a testimony that you do hair really, really well. But tell me, how is your acting career going? It is actually going amazing. I was in L.A. I had a great time. While I was out there, I got to do some extra work, but then I also was the lead in a short film. I was the lead in a commercial. It was a really great experience to be in L.A., to see the lay of the land and how the industry works out there. And now that I'm back in the NYC area, I'm taking what I've learned out there and propelling it to the next level. I have an amazing acting coach named Mariska Phillips. If anyone is interested in acting, I definitely suggest her class. Her preparatory is amazing, and she just really pulls out the best in you. All levels, please check her out. Um, I'm working with her, and I'm also just continuing to develop my craft and work on what I want to do and my mark in the industry. And do you have anything coming up that we should be on the lookout for? Well, other than the Fab Hair for Or um, contest, I have um, a couple of different short films that I'm going to be working on. I'm actually working with an amazing group of talented people from directors to writers to producers. It's called SWB Films, and we basically come up with our own original content and produce it on our own. So it's going to be amazing. I'm working on that um, this March. So that should be coming up pretty soon. And by following me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you'll definitely get the -the behind-the-scenes footage and first knowledge on what's going on with me. All right. Well, and do you have a a website yet, or is this social media sites? Well, in terms of my sites for hair, I have my styles by Alicia F. on dot tumblr dot com, where I keep all my footage behind the scenes for my photo shoots and my finished products and my tears and everything. That's where you can find my hair work, and I'm definitely going to get that acting page up ASAP. Got to get the reel together and get all that. Well, awesome. It sounds like you are hustling and doing your thing, and I'm excited about everything you got going on, so keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much, Shanice. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Congratulations on your five years. I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment. So you're very inspiring, and being in L.A. and getting to meet you and just be around your vibe definitely uh you know, help me and make me feel confident to stay on the right path. So it's a blessing and a great opportunity to be interviewed by you on this amazing podcast. Well, thank you so much. And continue success and enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And 
up next on the show is Terry Sim, a Cambodian model turned designer. She began her journey as a celebrity wardrobe stylist where she developed custom garments for clients that wanted something more creative outside of the retail market. She developed her first standard ready-to-wear line in 2008 while attending Clark Atlanta University. With the high demand in the Kirby community, she knew that she had to be a part of the movement. So in 2010, she went back to the drawing board and relaunched Terry. Khmer for the curvy woman. Terry Sim is making her mark in the fashion community and a philanthropist at heart. Terry thrives to affect change the best way she knows how, which is through fashion. Let's welcome Terry to the show. Hey, Shanice. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. So, as a Cambodian woman, how did your culture and upbringing affect your body image growing up? Oh, well, um, I think most can understand with being Asian, <laughs> just not just Cambodian, but Asian in general. And it definitely mm-hmm. was one of those situations where, you know, image to them was really, you know, beauty is petite and small and <laughs> right, little right. and tiny. The smaller the feet, the better. <laughs> and it was right. just one of those things that, you know, in, in every culture, you know, it's more about just having a loving family. And I, I definitely did have a loving family that supported me. And, you know, of course there are times of the siblings and, the, you know, you look different and, you know, why do you look like this and we look like that. And, you know, there was the questions. And But at the end of the day, I definitely have an amazing family that supports me now. And you know, and help me grow to really be a stronger person to be able to stand on my own two feet. And I, you know, researched and saw you were originally from Oregon and relocated to Atlanta to attend school. So mm-hmm. was that a big culture shock going from uh, <laughs> from you know huge. Oregon to the A town? Well, Oregon doesn't have anything, you know, except for. Nike. <laughs> There's right. not a lot going on over there. So I think it was um a natural thing to relocate. Um going to Atlanta at the time, it's been about eight and a half years now that I've been in Atlanta and at the time when I moved, music was just the center throat of everything here. You know, it was a melting pot of individuals that were artists and musicians and producers and entrepreneurs that were coming to Atlanta to really take advantage of all of the opportunities and the outlets that they had. And I knew that I have a love for music. You know, it wasn't anything that I wanted to be in the music industry, but I knew that coming from Oregon, I kind of had to find a center point of, okay, I can't just jump to New York. I'm not familiar yet. I, you know, I just wasn't ready. So I knew that coming to Atlanta and getting involved in the music industry was going to help me just further understand fashion by becoming a stylist and kind of using those resources to really, you know, manifest this kind of the, the natural state of me becoming a designer. It was just a good transition for me, and I ended up staying because I love it. And, yeah, do you think uh, just being in the South in general, it just embraces the curvier frame more? Because I'm I'm from the South, and I always tell people <laughs> growing up in the South, you know, oh, I, I never, yeah, and, and I never thought so anything was wrong myself. with me in the South. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I came here and realized that there was nothing wrong with me. <laughs> you right, know, and it was just right. so embracing just because they saw that, you know, a, a fuller woman just needs more, you know, a strong and independent and, you know, woman. And I just, it made me really look at the industry differently because now I came to, you know, a city that really embraced curves. And it really made me, of course, feel better about myself. I'm naturally a shy person. A lot of people don't think that based on how much I talk, but <laughs> I really, in person, I'm very shy. And um, coming to Atlanta made me really open up as a person to be able to really embrace who I was and, you know, kind of forgetting the background as far as, you know, I'm different from my family members. It really helped a lot. And then with, also with clothing, it helped a lot with me understanding women's bodies bodies and that that it's not a standard stick figure for size, that it was really curvy and that women's bodies develop differently and it helped me so much in just my development of, of fashion. So how did you first get introduced to the plus size community? Well, I started as a model when I was young. Um, I did that for a while, but I wasn't plus. <laughs> I wasn't considered plus size when I was a child. I was just cute and chubby. So, but of course, when it got to an older age and you're in junior high and you're wearing a 14, they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know, that's not what a junior high person is supposed to look like. And, you know, that kind of put me in a mind frame of, okay, well, I got to figure out something else. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do fashion, but I didn't really know a lot about it. And when I came to the South, I kind of re, you know, I was reintroduced into modeling. Um, I had an internship with Ashley Stewart my junior year of college, and I actually ended up modeling for them. At that time, they kind of pulled me from the internship program and just shot me. I was shooting with um, Joanna. I was shooting, you know, with um, – all of the models that were usually modeling for Ashley Stewart. So it was an amazing experience to even get that opportunity. And so when I got that, I actually ended up getting phone calls um, just asking who I'm signed with and who I'm with and <laughs> all these things. And so I ended up end up being um, going back to New York and actually becoming a model. And it was just crazy because I didn't really see myself getting back into it since childhood, um, but I knew that it was something that I wanted. But I knew that at the end of the day, I wasn't as happy as a model. You know, a lot of people aspire to be full-figure models and curvy models. And I ended up realizing it was just fashion is what I wanted to be around. So modeling was just there. Um, I realized I was good at it, and it was something that came naturally to me. But I wasn't happy. And I knew that being around clothes made me happy. And so that's kind of when I realized after I graduated college that this is really what I want to do is fashion. And, and But really the modeling world introduced me to, to clothes in general. And so you decided to launch your own clothing line. And yes. I'll tell you a little bit about the, the line and, and your vision behind it. Well, and, and I think the good thing about modeling was it gave me the opportunity to know, and I, I call them mental notes, is basically when you were trying on clothes, you would say, oh, I would love this outfit if it did this, <laughs> or I would love right. this outfit right. if this place was longer, or this was shorter. You made those mental notes just like every other consumer. But I had that, that look beforehand to really see, okay, if I was a consumer, these are the changes that I would make to make the clothes that I would want. And so when I developed my line, I wanted to make sure that I took back 
all of those mental notes that I really took in and applied it to all of my design concepts. I wanted to make sure that the clothing was accentuating the body and that it didn't need a belt for everything and that I didn't need, you know, 10 different body shapers underneath to feel like you can wear that garment the way that you feel comfortable in. You know, I wanted it to be where the clothes really fit made for you. And that's why I decided to, you know, really custom tailor all my clothes. And so I grade them differently the way a pattern does. I don't use patterns at all. I actually drape all my clothes. Huh. So what is your size, range, and price point for your line? I currently make size 12 to 24, and my price range right now is $40 to $100. Okay, so it's real affordable clothing. It is. I try to make it that way because I still want to be, at the end of the day, I'm a consumer before I am a designer. I wanted to make sure that everything that I had, I could stand, you know, behind because I really wouldn't buy a $250 dress. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter right. where I am in life. <laughs> I don't think, unless it's my wedding or a prom or something that's happening, for an everyday dress, I may not buy that. So that's not right. something that I'll sell if I wouldn't buy that myself. And I wanted to stand behind everything that I did. I wanted to make sure that the quality was there, the you know, the fashion was there as far as it being up-to-date and contemporary, and also the price points were affordable. It just makes sense to me that, you know, why would I not do it that way? I wanted to fill a need that was needed, you know, at the time of when I launched it. And I also saw that you had a modeling agency. So did you decide to start Plus 10 Division because you couldn't find models for your clothing line? Or <laughs> yeah. is there a connection yeah, at all between those two? Yeah, it was kind of like a it's one of those things that, you know, blessings happen when you don't really look. <laughs> like, it's just one of those things that it happened because I was looking for really everyday models. I wasn't looking for agency models. I wanted to bring in the average woman, a teenager or a college student or, a, you know, a mother that's a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to bring in a real woman. And by doing that, I recruited. I had my team. They were like, let's just hit the streets. <laughs> let's go down to Atlanta, go to campuses, or go to the grocery store, and just find who we would feel would be a best representation of our collection. And by doing that, you know, I just kind of used my background and the training that I received through modeling to kind of train them. And I realized that it was, you know, if you pick the right person, you really can train anybody. You know, it's just a matter of them wanting it as much as you want them to want it. And it kind of grew from there. I realized that a lot of other models wanted the opportunity but maybe didn't have the outlet or the mentorship to actually, you know, become a working model. A lot of models here are wanting to become models but haven't reached that working model position. And I wanted to be that median of where models could come to me and say, hey, I don't know what my port is supposed to look like. I don't know what an agency photo is supposed to look like. I don't know how to get a booking or how to get your vouchers or how to get paid or negotiate or anything like that. I wanted well, to are your models that still industry in the industry stats or are your models like a little bigger or a little shorter yeah, than the norm or Exactly. My models are everyday models. They may not be 5'7 or taller. They not may not be a 12, 14, or 16. I have models that are 22 and that are 5'2. 
Um, I have models that are 13 years old all the way to 41 years old. And I do this because I really, it's my opportunity just kind of giving back. I don't charge for this. I don't take a booking fee. I don't charge a monthly fee. There's no compensation that I'm receiving back for this. This is just me letting them know, hey, there is something that, you know, information doesn't have to be charged. I feel that I was given the opportunity to receive this information, and it's my job to continue to give that back to others who need it. And so are you still looking for models for your uh, agency? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So if there's any models that are any interested at all to um, be part of Plus 10 Division, you just go, you can email um, my agency manager, and you can email at plus, and it's the number 10, and it's at my website, yaterikamer.com, and you just send basic pictures, like I don't want any makeup on or anything like that, just basic Polaroids or snapshots that you would take. It doesn't have to be professional. And then just send your stats and your information, and we'll definitely review it. Now, you also are a co-founder of a nonprofit organization called Pretty Perfect. Now, tell me about this. Yeah, Pretty Perfect um, is an organization that I started two years ago. And what it is is it actually just I wanted to have an outlet where we continue to keep giving. And that's what I wanted to do is that, I was working with the Plus 10 models, and then I wanted the Plus 10 models to continue to give back. So they became role models at our camps. And what it is is that we set up a camp once a year during the summer, and it's for teens ages 11 to 17, and we pretty much promote, you know, healthy lifestyle. It's for curvy teens. Um, Basically, we have a submission process where, Um, mentors or parents or teachers can submit their teen and they can submit to prettyperfect at gmail.com and they would submit them and we would invite them to a camp and we have dance classes, we have a photo shoot, we have a runway course, we have dance teachers, nutritionists. We just have a whole empowering camp that we come in and we bring all of the kids to be able to just have a more uplifting environment. I know for me the hardest time was in junior high when you're, you know, when you're overweight in junior high is really the most difficult time. I really didn't accept it until late high school. And I wanted to bring that age group in to really understand their body and to see that things are changing and they're changing for the better and to be able to still have an active lifestyle without feeling forced. Because a lot of the times their families, their own families and society is putting this image on them, but they're, you know, as a curvy woman, you just pretty much reject it because you know it's not in your capabilities of doing. But when we present it to them in a way where it's fun and it's exciting and it's still promoting a healthy lifestyle, and they're around individuals that are exactly like them, then they're more likely to receive that information. And so that's why we started this, is to really just continue to give back, and that's really what's important. Like you said, I want to affect change the way that I can, and this is how I'm doing it. Well, that's absolutely fabulous. It seems like you are doing a lot of great things out there in Atlanta. Do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Um, yeah, so if some of your listeners watch BET, there's a show called Rip the Runway that I will be um, in the side sexy section with, along with some amazing what? other designers. You're so <laughs> and that airs March 20th, so definitely watch that and support all of the designers because there were over 50 designers that actually participated 
this year. And so you definitely, I really want to make sure that everyone does support everyone. I want, you know, so definitely go on to BET.com slash Ruth Runway to definitely go on all the designers. You can check out their work as well and definitely support those designers. Well, that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't tell a lot of people. <laughs> you know, but I def- I'm a, more of a you-see-it-you-know type thing. <laughs> right, right. I understand. <laughs> well, tell us your official websites for everything so we can keep up with everything you got going on. Absolutely. Well, you can go to – you can purchase all of my clothes on com. Or you can go to ykcollections.com if that's easier. I know the spelling is crazy. Um, <laughs> but you can definitely go there. You can buy everything that you see um, currently, as well as the new fall collection comes out in June. And then also you can follow me on Twitter at Terry Khmer and on Facebook at Terry Sue. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Continue success. I'll definitely be watching Rip the Runway, and, you know, any way I can support, just let me know. Oh, thank you so much, and I appreciate your time and inviting me on here. It's so exciting to catch up with you. I know I haven't seen you since Curb Appeal <laughs> a long time right. ago. I know that's when we first met, so I'm excited that we're able to get back together and do this, so I'm very happy. Well, all right, continue success and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Thanks so much. All right, bye-bye. And last but definitely not least on the show is Marcy Rivera. She is a fashion stylist, plus-size style expert, and the charming personality helping women of all sizes feel amazing in the skin they're in. You may have seen Marcy hosting Big Girl in a Skinny World, the YouTube series for Marie Claire, and her influence and power is transpiring into the world of plus-size clothing, and you may have seen her as the newest style correspondent for Rachel Ray. She currently runs various web shows, including the Marcy Minute, a video blog that captures the essence of who Marcy is and catalogs her life, travels, opinions, and all things Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. Let's welcome Marcy to the show. Gosh, you just make that all sound so good. <laughs> How are you doing, Marcy? I am wonderful, Shanice. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. I'm excited to have you. So how did you discover the plus size community? You know what, Shanice? It pretty much discovered me. I have always been plus size. I always you know, knew I was plus size. It wasn't a secret, Um, but I really did not know this world existed until about three or four years ago. A woman named Callie from Scorch Magazine called me. She said, I saw your videos on YouTube. Well, she actually tweeted me, and she said, I saw your videos on YouTube, and I think you should do videos for our plus size fashion site. And, you know, I'm coming from a place, and as you understand, L.A. is the land of thin women, and, you know, I thought, we will probably have to lose, like, you know, 50 pounds and start going to auditions and do this or that. And what I realized was this was such an amazing world that was open up to me and um, had space for me and had room for someone like me that looked like me and sounded like me to be a part of it. So it really discovered me. So prior to this um, opportunity that you got, you were already doing the Marcy Minute, right? 
Yes. So the Marcy Minute was something that literally started on my parents' couch. Uh, Like I said, I knew I wanted to host my degrees in broadcast journalism, and I just hadn't had the opportunity. I hadn't felt like I was, you know, rich enough to leave my job or thin enough to start, you know, trying to find an agent or work. And it just sort of was amazing to me that, especially with the Internet, you can do anything you want. Any business you want, you can start because of the Internet. So that's what I did. I started doing that, and very quickly, Scorch Magazine found me, and it all sort of has rolled from there. So the Marcy Minute is not necessarily geared specifically towards plus size. You know, the Marcy Minute is was originally kind of all over the place. You know, I was traveling at the time as a personal assistant, and so I would find myself in really cool situations, and so I would start telling people about them. You know, now I do sort of focus it more on fashion because I believe that women need people like us to show them how to look fabulous and feel fabulous, and so I do use it as a platform for um you know, I, I do use it as a platform for plus size. But if something's that exciting or that fun, or maybe if there's a show that I want to talk about, I'll definitely use the, you know, the YouTube to get my message out. You appeared on a VH1 reality show. Tell us about that experience. I did. I was on season two of Your Cut Off, and you know, if you want to be on TV, reality television is awesome. If you don't, I would never, ever recommend it. So if you work at a restaurant or you work somewhere that they're trying to put a show in, don't do it. Um, you know, it was a great experience for me. Um, I've always known I wanted to be on television and in the spotlight. and But you got a lot of criticism, you know. I was, not, I was definitely um, myself on the show. And sometimes that's not always the most attractive, you know. You don't always have the best qualities when you're under that kind of pressure. So you just have to be realistic about the kind of feedback you're going to get. And, you know, I I can take the heat. So would you ever do reality TV again? Absolutely, 100%. You know, I think reality TV, it's kind of like if I brought you a bag of apples. You know, you can make applesauce, apple pie, apple juice, whatever you want with those apples. But I had to give them to you. So I think a lot of times people that go on reality television and have a negative experience or feel like, oh, you know, they portrayed me in a way that wasn't accurate. Well, you know, you had to give them the apples. You had to give them something to work with. So, you know, I would love to be on a show. I know there's various different companies around, especially L.A., trying to put together sort of a, you know, sexy, curvy girls, not curvy girls, but, you know, big girls, thick girls, plus-size girls, a dating kind of show, and I, I'd love to be on something like that. I would love to be on a show that focuses on fashion. I would love to be on, you know, a makeover show. So, yeah, I think reality TV in the sense of, like, living in a house and having an experience with, you know, eight to ten people, I would do it again. But you got to know what you're getting into, which now I feel like do you think that exposure helped propel you uh, with more opportunities or it didn't do that much? You know, I would say that, um, again, if going kind of back to, I guess if I had advice for someone that was looking to start a career in television, it's one of those things where depending on the show and how ingenious the idea is, you could find yourself being the next Snooki. you know. I mean, those kids are set for life you know, because right. of Jersey Shore. And that's, in a sense, if you're open to that, that's the ideal. Uh, not that Snooki is necessarily, like, thrilled with her branding, but you know what? She's a millionaire, and that girl is set for life, and her son is set for life. I think that 
The opposite end of the spectrum is it has a terrible negative impact on you. You know, I've heard of people, I think there was a teacher that went on Survivor, and she was so horrible on the show that people were taking their kids out of her class. And she almost lost her job. I think she had to move because so many people felt like she was so, uh, you know, awful. For me, it was sort of in the middle. You know, I got some Twitter followers. I got some, you know, new fans that were out there. It says VH1 on my resume, which, you know, it's kind of like before you sell a movie, you know, the movie of your life, you got to write the book. So VH1 gave me the opportunity that when someone looks at my resume, they see, hey, this girl is, somebody that's fun to listen to. She's fun to watch. Somebody's already put her on a show. We know she's interesting enough. So, you know, it's I guess that's kind of a lot, a mixed answer, but it really is something that if you are looking for a career in television or for exposure, it can go a lot of different ways, but it's definitely worth doing it. And, you know, it's a job. You get paid to be on those shows. So it's work. Right. And, and you uh, went on to do this YouTube series for Marie Claire. So was it any connections, like they saw you on television, or was it like a total separate opportunity? You know, I would say that Marie Claire really came from Scorch, from how doing the plus-size stuff online. Because when you Google plus-size host, there's only a few of us that come up, you know, you included, Shanice. So I think that, you know, there's plenty of room for people that want to be on camera in, you know, entertainment or whatever it is, I think that the plus-size world is such a specific niche that if someone is looking for a girl that looks like you or looks like me, it's pretty easy to find online. So I'm super grateful for Google search. And um, basically all of the content that I had put up online through Scorch Magazine, through my own YouTube video, through other people's um, you know, YouTube channels that had interviewed me, that led the Marie Claire producers to me. That led them, you know, the editor to me. And they brought me on to, you know, support Nicolette and, you know, to add something to that franchise with the YouTube show. And that's how Rachel Ray found me, was from Marie Claire. So everything has sort of opened another door. And it's been... You no longer do the Marie Claire videos, right? Right. So Nicolette is hosting now. I'm actually starting a new series for Lane Bryant in the next uh, month or so. So that's exciting. Is that exclusive you just gave me? Yes, that is inside scoop. Um, I shot our first video at their launch on Thursday in New York. I got to interview Carney Wilson and Jay Manuel, and that was really fun. So, yes, Lane Bryant TV is definitely going to be stepping it up, and hopefully, um, you know, it's going to we're going to have a lot of fun and show some great style and um, really show how amazing Lane Bryant is and how much they've really changed. And so, tell me about the Rachel Ray opportunity. Uh, how often are you on the show? I am, have actually been on the show about once a month since September. So I started uh, doing plus-size segments for them. And as you know, you know, the Rachel Ray viewer is very much middle America. It's very much you know, a stay-at-home mom or maybe a working girl like you or I. But she's not a size 2. And you know, it's very few and far between that you find that sort of model girl here in L.A., maybe in New York. But she's a very average, real woman with real issues and a budget. And they felt that I was very relatable, and so they brought me on board to do plus size. But I've actually been able to do other um, tips and challenges with them in fashion segments. So for Rachel Ray, I'm just a style expert. They don't, you know, necessarily have me just doing plus size. But of course, I'm always pitching ideas. Um, I just shot Cosmo for Latinas in a swimsuit, so I'm pitching some. I'm pitching that. Uh, I'd love to do some 
swimsuit makeovers for Rachel Ray, and uh, hopefully we'll get some viewers in some fabulous swimsuits. So, you so know, wait, for Cosmo Latina, you were the stylist or you were the model? No, I was a model. <laughs> oh, and you were in the swimsuit in the yes, magazine? Yes, girl. I can't wait to see this. Oh, yeah, it was. You know what? It's everything I do and everything that, for me, plus-size fashion, it's really not about the clothes. You know, I always knew I wanted to be on TV, and if you put me on a TV show, you know, a talk show, a food show, a fashion show, I would. I love, you know, life, just like you do. But the thing about plus-size fashion is such a service. You know, I, I do this because I want women to know that you can be a size 18 and look good and feel good. And, you know, I'm going to be off to yoga after this phone call. And it's, so it's having a balanced life, and part of that is being in a swimsuit. You know, I don't want to be in on the side of the pool all summer, on the sidelines. I want to get in the water, you know. So I did it for all the other women that are maybe afraid to get in a swimsuit. And it was a lot of fun. It was definitely empowering. And, yeah, so there's uh, four other women. We're just, you know, average women, uh, all different sizes, and that will be coming out in the next issue of Cosmo for Latinas. Well, go, girl. That's exciting. It's exciting, and I can't wait to share it because it's really about, you know what, who cares? Life's short. Get in the water. Right. So you um, mentioned earlier that, you know, you've just been in the plus industry for three or four years, and, I mean, for that short time, you've been able to do some amazing things. Who are some people that you admire and look up to in the plus community, like what they're doing? Well, you know, Shanice, I do admire you very much, and I, I love your voice. And, you know, you have so many amazing fans, and you talk you just have a specific voice, and, you know, I think we all relate to different types of people, and so, you know, I always call you Pastor Shanice. It's a little inside joke, but I do view you as one of the leaders, you know, and you've been around forever. Um, you know, you're one of them, I would say. Um, I love Marie Denae's style. Um, I would say I, I think she's definitely the curvy fashionista, someone I look up to in the sense of how she dresses and, and the risks she takes uh, with her with her wardrobe. Um, there's some designers that I am really into. I've recently been able to interact with Anna Schultz quite a bit, who has also been around forever. And to me is like a pioneer for women that, you know, and she's in Bloomingdale's and she's in Neiman Marcus. And that is, you know, that's next level for me. Um, obviously, you know, Scorch Magazine is owned by Jessica Kane. And, and so her team that found me and she's been definitely a friend, uh, you know, kind of showing me the ropes a little bit, but, the one thing I will say is just like any industry, you know, the plus-size industry has its clicks or it has its, uh, you know, little issues, just like any industry, right? But okay. I think that we all are here to serve the same purpose, which is to show women that you can look fabulous, you can be fabulous if it's at a size 14 or a size 24, and that is the one thing that I think we all have in common. We really are here to serve women. Um, it, it's really more, much, much more emotional than just clothes, just garments. So, you know, I have a lot of role models and icons, um, but, you know, those are just a few. What is your ultimate career goal? What is what is your dream that you're you're going after? Well, if you're going to be Oprah, can I be Ellen? Yeah, <laughs> deal. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, you know, obviously Oprah Winfrey's career is one to be admired, um, but, you know, these women have created empires, Oprah, Rachel Ray, Ellen, these talk show empires where you've got the magazine, you've got the, 
the network and you've got the shows. And when I say shows, I mean more than one. I think Rachel has three shows right now that are all currently on the air. So, you know, I think it's about using influence to make a difference. And I think that we're making a difference, you know, in plus-size fashion. Um, And I would really love, you know, to create a sustainable career on TV, making a difference and helping people. So it's really not about fame. I love the Internet. I'm so happy. I have a couple projects in the work. And, you know, especially, I don't know if you've heard about that new Netflix series, House of Cards, but the Internet is changing, you know. The Internet is the future of television. So I'm very happy to continue you know, doing shows online and finding different outlets and different channels to create great content for people. So, you know, I love the makeover idea. I think it's never going to get old. I think it's just going to change. But ultimately, yes, 10 years from now, I would love to be, you know, having a talk show or, you know, hosting a style show that turns into, you know, the line and then the magazine and then the makeup line and the eyelash line and all of that. So, you know, go big. That's one thing I'll say to anybody who's listening that maybe doesn't, isn't sure where to go next with their career. Just go big. You know, you have to commit. If there's nothing to risk, if it's, if it isn't all on the line, then it's so easy to just go another way. But I feel like I have put everything into this and I've, Everything's on the line. You know, there is no exit strategy. This either has to work or it has to work. So that's how I feel. So uh, I saw on your Facebook today that you launched a new project today. I did. Tell me about it. Very exciting. So I recently met a, a young lady who is a wonderful journalist here in L.A., and she works for the L.A. Fashion Magazine. Uh, which is a small independent magazine here in Los Angeles. And she has a website called wordsfromtherunway.com. She's very creative and just a really real person. You know, when you talk about clicks, if they're in the plus-size world, trust me, in the L.A. fashion scene, they are intense. So she's one of those people that was just very welcoming and very nice and had this idea uh, and came to me, and we met at a few events, and we just kind of kept running into each other, you know, where you're like, maybe the universe wants us to be friends. And she said, I've had this idea for a really long time. My best friend is plus size, but she would never do this with me. Would you be interested in doing this? And so what it is, it's called Full Spectrum Fashion, and you can check it out at fullspectrumfashion.com. And what we want to do is show people that whether you're a size 2 or a size 22, you can wear the trends. Now, they may be interpreted a little bit differently, but we just want to show people that Don't feel limited by your size. If the trend is sequins, you're going to see Dana in sequins. You're going to see me in sequins. If the trend is leopard, you're going to see us both in leopard. And we're doing our very best to wear the exact same outfit. So it is a challenge to find things that are, they may not be the same brand, but, you know, the same style. So if she's wearing a sheer chiffon blouse, I'm going to wear a sheer chiffon blouse. And we really just want to encourage people to not feel limited. So if you're afraid of stripes, we're going to show you that a big girl can look good, just as good as a small girl in stripes, and on and on and on. So we're really excited to, you know, show. Our first is us a little bit in glam uh, and some fabulous Aiden Maddox cocktail dresses. But I just love the idea. And, you know, Shanice, there's so many different things and projects people come to you with, I'm sure you know, and it's hard to kind of choose which which one to go for. And, you know, sometimes you have to do a few of them and see which one works. But this is one I'm really right. passionate about, and I feel very confident in that, again, it's a service because we want to encourage people that, you know, you you 
can do it. Don't be afraid, you know, take a risk. If studs are in, you don't want to look like, you know, you're not on trend just because you can't, you know, you don't think it fits you or maybe you don't even know where to find it. So I'm going to find it for you and show you that we can all wear it and we can all look and feel great. Well, awesome. I'll definitely be tuning in for that. Do you Mm -hmm. have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Well, one of the things I wanted to say about Full Spectrum is we would love to feature other people. So if maybe you have a, you know, a best friend that's real thin or anybody out there listening, if you are of the Full Spectrum and your friendship, um, you know, find some outfits and, and show us what you've got. You know, submit them. We would love to post them on the site. And, you know, we're shopping anywhere from Target to Torah to, you know, Bloomingdale's, wherever, you know, wherever you're at. It's really not about price, you know, or anything like that. It's just about style and trend and having fun and taking risks. So, you know, other than that, just, you know, check out tomorrow. Um, Cos- I'm sorry, tomorrow the Glamour magazine is launching a new magazine called Glam Belleza. It's for Latinas. And I'm what featured in that. What does that mean? Belleza means beauty. Okay. So Glam Belleza. And you can look up glamlatina.com. And um, so on newsstands tomorrow, select newsstands. Um, I am in that, page 88. Uh, J-Lo's on the cover. And it's really exciting, you know, to have a Latina magazine and to be in the debut issue. So that comes out tomorrow. And then obviously Cosmo for Latinas. The next time the new one is out, make sure to pick it up and I'll be in a swimsuit. Ah, but um, just everybody can stay tuned to my website, themarcyminute.com, and I'll be updating people on Twitter, at the Marcy Minute, Instagram, and Facebook, all that. So there's always something going on, and I love to share, and I love to, you know, help people on this journey figure out how to look and feel fabulous in the skin. And also, you will be a panelist March 17th at the Posh Fashion Experience. That's right, and I cannot wait for that fashion show and that you know that fun event for us curvy girls right here in our uh, you know in our love beloved LA. That's right. So um, tell us again your official website to keep up with everything Marcy Marcy Marcy. That's right, girl. It's themarcyminute.com. All right. Well, I'm so glad I was able to have you as a, a guest on the show. You got a lot of great things going on, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Shanice, and I will see you at Posh. Yes, you will. Okay, well, continue success and have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page and Twitter uh, for Plus Model Radio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.